This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Good morning and welcome to episode number 41 of Go To Grandma. Some things never change, like I'm still your host, Kathy Buckworth, and I still want to talk about all things grandparenting. But on this show, we're focusing on change, positive change in particular, the positive change that technology can bring to our grandparenting lives in a couple of different ways. First up, I'm so glad to have internationally known tech expert Amber Mack back on the show. You might recall she was on episode nine way back in October when she told us about technology we might want to have in our homes to keep us safer and to make things easier for us. She told us a story about how technology literally saved her father-in-law's life. Today, she's on to tell us about child-proofing technology we might want to consider in our homes to keep our grandkids safe and hopefully make things easier for us as well. One of the things that is definitely getting easier to do midway through 2022 is the ability to travel again. I find that the number one thing I want when I travel now, and maybe even before, is control. Control over my experience, where I'm going, what to expect, even what to pack broadcast and tech expert Winston C. is on today to tell us about the latest, greatest travel apps and how to get the most out of them. Our Take 5 with RBC series continues with estate planning, this time in a do-it-yourself sort of way, as I talk to President and CEO of Royal Trust, Leanne Kaufman, once again. Part 1 is on episode 39, well worth going to have a listen to as well. A change is as good as a rest, as the expression goes, so change your pattern of resting on a Saturday morning and continue to tune in here as we pour our coffee and get ready to learn with fun and facts on yet another jam-packed episode of Go To Grandma. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and Amber Mack is up next. Amber Mack is an entrepreneur, best-selling author, award-winning podcast host, blogger, keynote speaker, and TV radio host. She's also the president of Amber Mack Media, Inc. Good morning, Amber Mack. Thanks for coming back to GoToGrandma. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm going to have the grandkids over, and I might have anywhere from a crawling baby up to a teenager. What are the ways that we can sort of, you know, childproof, but also not just our house for safety reasons, but also ourselves for maybe, I don't know, running up Wi-Fi bills and things like that? (laughs) So I wanted to start with the little guys has that. So childproofing for little babies, toddlers, crawlers, what about all of those cables and outlets? Yeah, it's a really good point. I mean, so many of us now with all the tech that we have in our homes, we have cables everywhere. We also have outlets because we never seem to have uh, enough places to plug things in. So one of the first things that you can do is to ensure when it comes to cables, especially that you raise them off the floor. And this is really important for those crawling babies. Mm -hmm. So you can essentially, you know, hide them behind furniture, raise them up off the floor. And a really inexpensive way to do this, Kathy, is with gaffer tape. That's that black tape that you can buy at, you know, any type Mm -hmm. of hardware store. And it's a great idea to tape down some of these cables, a simple thing to do. And when it comes to some of the actual outlets in your home where you plug things in, there are inexpensive outlet caps that you just plug in so that the child or little one can avoid putting their fingers in there. And there are even some really great outlet covers as well. Yeah, I think that's what we want to do. I know what my daughter says she has one that you kind of slide across. so You can still plug things in, but you can slide it back and they can't get their fingers in there, which is a great option. 
Yeah, I was amazed. You know, my son is 13, and uh, I was amazed just to see what they have now compared yeah. to when he was a little guy. And, you know, we just had those inexpensive little uh, plug sockets exactly. that you could kind of push in. But you're right, the outlet covers now that allow you to still use them and kind of totally hide the plug, those are really helpful. Yeah, and I think that's important as grandparents. We might be thinking, well, here's what we did when my kids were little, as you've just said. But things have changed, and hopefully they're a lot better. Um, one of the things that kids love to do is, of course, pull themselves up onto furniture if they're just starting to walk. But what about, you know, that TV that's sitting on the table on the side? What can we do about things not tipping over? Yeah, I mean, this is a huge concern. I mean, there's always a, a number of young children who do unfortunately get injured because they've knocked over a television in the home. Especially if our televisions get uh, bigger and flatter, it's great that they're lightweight, but that means they're also easier to fall to the ground. So a couple things that you can do there, uh, one is to actually get wall mounts and mount your TV to mm-hmm. the wall. That can be a little bit more expensive, but definitely a safer option. If you are forced to have your TV on some sort of table, try to push that TV as far back as you possibly right. can so it can't be knocked over by a young one. And that's a really simple way just to think about protecting them and uh, keeping them safe. Okay, so my grandchild is getting a little bored or maybe I want a little peace and quiet and I hand them my phone, my very expensive (laughs) phone or tablet. What can I do to protect them from smashing it? Yeah, this is a really good point. Again, you know, as technology gets thinner and lighter, what we're seeing at the same time is that in some cases it's actually more fragile. And this is really a a hard direction to go, especially when you have grandkids in the home. So you might want to think about buying a really durable case for your phone or your tablet. There are a bunch of different options out there that are affordable. One I'm just going to mention, because I've used them a lot, is called OtterBox. And what's great about this is that they are highly durable. They can withstand a a drop off a a counter or throw across the room. And they even have a kid's easy grab iPad case is one example that I just looked up this morning. So that makes it easy for the child to hold the iPad, but also keep it safe. Yeah, so if they're holding it a little bit easier, they're less likely to drop it, obviously. Exactly. So they're they're holding on to the iPad and or maybe they have their own phone that they brought over and you're thinking, hmm, they're on there a long time. So two concerns, obviously, screen time. They're just on there a long time. But secondly, maybe they're running up a bill. <laughs> so what can we do about limiting uh, time online when they're visiting us? Yeah, so there's a, a couple of things I want to mention here. So I think for the really young kids, you could do a low-tech solution. And that low-tech solution would be an egg timer that <laughs> maybe you yep. bought at the dollar store, right? Because little kids are visual. And so you've like, set the egg timer for only 15 minutes of screen time. And when it goes off, you know, you can clap and have a little dance party. Uh, <laughs> for those older kids where that's not going to fly, you may want to invest uh, in a router in the home that allows you to actually manage Wi-Fi access. So that means that maybe you have an aid or 10-year-old who's doing a lot of video gaming, you say, okay, you know what? I've used uh, the app, um, and it allows you through the router to be able to say, hey, you can be online with your device only from 7 until 7.30 p.m., and that doesn't mean that, you know, grandma or grandpa isn't able to use their devices because you can actually still allow that. So a bunch of options out there. Uh, TP-Link is a, a great router, and they have something called the Tether app that allows you to do just this. But it's a great way, again, for those older kids to be able to manage screen time in a really simple way. Would those routers also have parental controls embedded in them, Amber? Or is that something else we'd have to get? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, there are parental controls uh, built in. So that's one way that you'll be able to, again, kind of manage what mm-hmm. your kid has access to. 
You can also look at antivirus software, and that can help do uh, a similar thing in terms of being able to uh, essentially just monitor kind of what the kid is able to access and also protect any of your devices in the home from any online threats as well. Yeah, I was going to ask about antivirus software in terms of kids, either they're working on your laptop or your you know tablet or their own, and they're sort of putting stuff in there that you don't want to have. So that antivirus software would work for that, obviously, as well. Yeah, I mean, it's really great a great idea for anyone, right? Anytime mm-hmm. you're using technology in the house. So I always recommend, and I, I work with this company, Norton. So mm-hmm. they have something called Norton 360 Deluxe. And really simple to use, allows you to have supervision tools in terms of those parental controls. But also, like you said, it helps to protect any devices. So whether it's a mobile device or a laptop or a desktop computer, that means that if by chance, you know, you have a young one who is downloading something that they Mm -hmm. shouldn't be downloading, you'll be notified if potentially it's something such as malware that could infect your device uh, or your computer as well. I also like that you can see what websites they visited as well. So if they are visiting a website you think might be of concern to their parents, you could alert them about that as well. Not to be a total snitch, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's okay. I mean, I think you're trying to keep kids safe. Right. And, and, you know, I've written a book on this topic, and, and I have to tell you that one of the things I learned is the more involved you are, the better job you can do. Yeah. <laughs> so you need yep. to understand what they're doing before you can help them through that process. And what's the name of the book, Amber, for grandparents that are looking for it? Uh, yeah, so it's a little bit uh, older, but it okay. uh, still applies. It's called Outsmarting Your Kids Online. And if that uh, isn't something that, uh, you know, maybe you don't want to read a book, uh, I always recommend Common Sense Media, which is a great website to help parents and grandparents really understand what content's appropriate, what games are appropriate. And it's a really, really great place to start to figure out what tech is appropriate based on the age of your grandchild. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Amber. You always have such great advice for us. And we can find you, of course, online at Amber Mac. And I really appreciate every time you come on the show. And I'm going to have you back again because we're going to talk about your smart house in PEI, which is super cool. Thanks again. Oh, I can't wait. Thanks okay. so much for having me. Okay, thanks, Amber. Bye. Winston C. is a freelance multi-platform journalist and television host specializing in technology, digital media, and travel. Winston works with a variety of clients as a media consultant specializing in local news and is a journalism and media lecturer at the Creative School at Toronto Metropolitan University in Toronto. He can also be seen contributing to a variety of media outlets, including City TV, CTV News, Yahoo, and Money Sense. Good morning, Winston C. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. So you travel a ton. I know this because I know you personally, but also I follow you, of course, on social media. And I, you are also a tech expert. So you are the perfect person for me to ask about travel apps that can make our journey a little bit easier as we sort of start to venture out into the world again. So I'd love for you to run through a few of them for me. Absolutely. And we know how stressful traveling was before we had the pandemic. And even now, as people are starting to travel more, we're seeing just how stressful it can be. We're seeing on the news long lines. Uh, so it's really important more now than, uh, than ever before to really be organized. Mm-hmm. And one of the pain points that I have is, is packing. <laughs> it's the one thing that I hate doing the most. And there's an amazing app for that. It's called Pack Point, Kathy. And what's awesome about it is it allows you to 
configure these packing lists that are really customized to what you are doing. It's a free app that you can download. It works for iOS as well as Android devices. And you can indicate what kind of travel you're doing. Is it a beach vacation? Is it a work vacation? Um, are you traveling with grandkids? You identify all of the different elements of your trip, and it will automatically come up with a customized packing list based on who's going, where you're going, and what the weather is going to be like at that destination. And you can customize everything that you need, and then you can share it with your loved ones so you can make sure that you can never that, that you never forget a thing. This is amazing. I can throw out my spreadsheets? Is that what you're telling me? And I can go <laughs> right to pack point. That one sounds fantastic. <laughs> okay, so we've got all our packing under control. We need an itinerary. Come on, I'm an itinerary person. I think you are too. Organization is so important, and I think uh, you can feel my pain when I talk about uh, going through my email inbox, and you're at the airport, and you know, you're talking about your grandkids and making sure that you have your documents, your COVID, your COVID test, uh, your hotel reservations, your rental car, and you've got 17 different emails in your inbox, and you're fishing through your spam box because some things don't make it into your inbox well. There's a solution that kind of fixes all of that, and the app is called TripIt. It brings a lot you to bring together multiple emails um, into one place. And so what you essentially do is when you get your confirmation in your email inbox, you forward that email and any other email related to a trip to a special email that you're given from the app. It's a personalized email. And once that app receives those emails that you forwarded, it will automatically create a chronological itinerary that encompasses your flights, your hotel reservations, um, you know, childcare, anything that wow. you may want in one place. And it'll have all of your confirmations there, which is really nice. Um, and so you'll never miss a flight. You won't lose your hotel reservations, rental um, rentals, and any other plans that you may have booked. Um, it saved me so much time, especially when there's a long line at the airport and you just want to get the information <laughs> that you need. I said, mate, and that one's called Trip It. Trip It. Okay, so I've done that. I pack in. I got my itinerary. I'm taking the kids and the grandkids on a trip and we've agreed to split expenses. Now, how do we make that easy? Well, we know how awkward splitting bills can be, especially if you're traveling as a big family or you're traveling with friends or you're traveling as multiple families and you're at a restaurant and how do you split a bill, you know, eight ways? <laughs> well, there's a great app that allows you to really consider um, splitting and taking the pain out of and pain and awkwardness out of splitting. It's called Split Wise. It's something that I use with my friends as well as family. And um, it, it allows you to kind of have a running tab, a running eye you, if you will. Um, and so um, you, what you would ultimately do is have maybe one person pay for that bill. And then what you would do is go into that app, identify what those expenses are, who is who is is on the hook for what and then at the end of the trip, it'll give everybody a running tab of who they owe what. Okay, mm -hmm. and then once that is there, then you simply e-transfer. You can give them cash. You can give them whatever payment method you want, and then you can settle up. And that way, you've got a really great app that has everything in one place, and you're not kind of running um, mental notes of who owes um, what. It's a fantastic app. I love it. Fantastic. And that one was called Splitwise. Okay, maps, apps on maps, maps on apps are not new. However, they are more specialized. So let's say I have vegan grandchildren, Winston. How do I find a vegan restaurant wherever I am? What can I use for that? Oh, this is amazing. And I know, like, there's so many great 
map apps. I know the default for a lot of people is Google Maps. Um, I use Google Maps and still love Google Maps, but I also know that there are a lot of Apple users out there. And Apple Maps is great because they've rolled out these new 3D maps, and they're in many major cities um, around the world. But what I love even more is that they've got a tool called Look Around. And Look Around is essentially, um, if, if you've used Google Maps and you know Street View, mm-hmm. think of that, but inside. And if you're in a complicated place like an airport, even a shopping mall, um, Apple Maps has built in this Look Around option where you can easily identify a starting point and an ending point, and it will tell you how to navigate that really complicated place, like an airport, so that you can find that vegan restaurant, or if you want to find, you know, a change Mm -hmm. area, it'll allow you to search those really minute details, and it will tell you how to get from point A to point B inside a location, so it's not just for street navigation. I love it, and that's on Apple Maps. Okay, so I'm traveling, and maybe I'm in different time zones, or I'm sort of thrown off by different things. How do I remember to keep taking the medication that is time sensitive and how do I keep track of that in an easy way? Yeah, so, so important. And I know that many people listening are either taking medication or they're caregivers. And mm-hmm. this is a fantastic free app for that. It's called MediSafe. It's a pill reminder. And it's great because it's super user-friendly. It's got a sleep design. And it allows you to not only manage your own medication, but the medication for people that you might be caring for as well. So you can put in the medication and what time, what dosage, and you can also see that according to the profile of who um, you are looking after, be it yourself or someone else. It will give you that notification, and it will also give you the important information like uh, drug interaction warnings, um, if you've missed taking a medication, if a loved one has forgot to take a medi- uh, forgotten to take a medication, you can give them a call or you can give them an automated uh, notification as well. And then, of course, when you're running low, it'll remind you to give the pharmacy a call to refill that medication as well. So, a uh, really fantastic way, something that I also use um, for not only myself, but for some of my family members to make sure that everyone is on top of um, taking the pills that they need every day. So that's MediSafe. Okay, I'm just downloading all of those right now. <laughs> so I have control over everything when I travel. But if I want even more travel and tech tips, of course, I can go to your website at winstonc.com. And that's Winston and C is S-I-H. Or the social media handles are all the same on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Winston C Media. Thank you so much, Winston. Super helpful. And I'm not joking. I'm downloading all of these right now. Thank you. Amazing. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) Take care. Leanne Kaufman is president and CEO of the Royal Trust Corporation of Canada and the Royal Trust Company. She is responsible for the strategy and overall management of RBC Royal Trust, which provides wealth protection and transfer solutions across generations to high net wealth Canadian families. A lawyer by profession, Leanne brings more than 15 years experience, knowledge and a client centric focus to the business. Good morning, Leanne. Thanks for coming back on the show. Good morning, Kathy. Happy to be here. So last time we spoke about the particular impact on women and special considerations for women when considering estate plans. This week, we want to pick up on the other side of the estate planning, executing on the plan. That's right. Last time we talked about women making plans for their own estates, which you know, could include considerations such as if they were unable to make their own decisions, who would step in in that regard, or, you know, who would act for them when they ultimately pass away. And we talked about how women tend to outlive their male partners. So in the context of today's conversation, that means that 
you know, because of that demographic reality, they're more likely to find themselves having to act as executor for their spouse's estate if the spouses have named each other. So while I think it's really important for everyone universally to understand the role of an executor and the nature of the role, the duties that they're agreeing to take on when they step in, the demographic realities, again, probably make it even more important for women to understand than for men. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So what can women do today to ready themselves for the role? I think that education and really getting a good understanding of what it means to be an executor is so important and make sure that they feel prepared and able to fulfill on the duties. You know, the role of the executor can actually be fairly daunting, depending on the estate. We identify at least 70, maybe upwards of 100 individual tasks that need to be undertaken. And of course, some are larger than others, as you can imagine. So this can range to everything from notifying all of the financial institutions, the government agencies about the individual's passing, to ensuring that all the necessary tax returns have been filed, even back taxes if they haven't been done properly. And then some really complicated tasks, like it could involve, for example, winding up a company, depending on the complexity of the estate. In many cases, it's actually a really big time commitment, maybe even like a part-time job, and some people just don't feel well-equipped to take it on. And, you know, you layer on to that that they may be feeling overwhelmed and, you know, more than likely really grieving the loss of their loved one, Mm -hmm. you know, their spouse in this instance. So in addition to readying themselves by understanding the nature of the role and all the duties, it's, it's also important to understand which professionals you might want to call upon for assistance when the time comes. So as a trust company where I work, we use our expertise and tools to help individuals who are themselves acting as an executor. And this is actually an area where professional assistance has always been available. Royal Trust, as as an example, has been in business for 120 years doing this kind of work. But details about how we can help is really, you know, those aren't well known and well understood. So this motivated us to launch our own help tool called ARTI, the Executor Helper. It's a do-it-yourself online estate settlement tool for Canadians who are acting as executors to complement the direct personal assistance that our staff can provide. Oh, that's great. And of course, self-serve or DIY tools have helped many with their day-to-day needs like online banking, for example, and their more infrequent needs like booking travel. So can you tell me more about Artie? Yes. For Canadians who are acting as an executor for a loved one and are settling, you know, generally we're talking about relatively simple estates here is the best case scenario for Artie. But Artie can help to both educate the executor on all the various things that have to be done and then also give them the functionality to actually complete the tasks. So Artie is, as we've mentioned, a self-serve application. It has two parts. First, it offers a complexity rating tool where you can just, you know, go in, answer a few questions, and see just how challenging it may be to settle this particular estate based on some of its characteristics. But secondly, there is a dynamic executor checklist that will pre-populate estate information into letters, you know, letters to ask banks for questions about whether the estate dealt there or whether, you know, they have to cancel the driver's license. There's other forms and checklists that it will pre-populate and help the executor complete. And executors have the option to see the overall progress of where they are in the estate settlement based on the task completed and so on. So we're, we're really excited to offer already free to use on our RBC Royal Trust website so that we can start helping existing and even potential executors gain knowledge and find the support that they need to get started. I think everyone should feel free to go in and check it out free of charge. 
if only to really start their education journey about what it means to be an executor. This is so helpful, Leanne. And if we want to get more information, we can, as you said, go to RBC Royal Trust at rbc.com slash Royal Trust. Thanks again for your time today and for taking part in our Take 5 with RBC series. It's always a pleasure, Kathy. Thanks. Take care. We've childproofed our home, but they keep getting in. I love this quote, although, of course, as a grandparent, you want them to keep getting in, but you want them to be safe when they're in your house and not just from hearing you accidentally drop the F-bomb. Thanks, Amber, for helping us to keep Grandma's house somewhere where we can focus on fun instead of fear. You might have travel plans, and I hope we made them easier today with Winston's great travel app tips. I know Winston to be an avid traveler and tech geek himself, so I know I will be following along with him virtually on his travels or on my own now with his advice. Thanks to Leanne Kaufman for once again providing us with terrific estate planning advice and for removing any trepidation I might have had about outliving my husband. Guess I can go back to listening to those true crime podcasts. That was a dark joke, but what isn't dark is next week's show. When CTV finance expert Patty Lovett-Reed announced her retirement a few months ago, she shocked a few people. She was at what you might call the height of her career, managing being a very fit person, active mom, and grandma. But in typical Patty fashion, she wanted a new challenge, and so she stepped away from her high-profile television job to, well, we're going to find out. I'm so pleased to have her back on the show to talk about her next chapter. In a few weeks, we are also going to have Patty's husband, Jim Reed, on the show to talk about his new book, Talk About Your Dynamic Grandparent Duo. I'm on the move next week also as I take in the Stratford Festival and give you a bird's eye guided view of things to do in Stratford with your young, medium, and older grandkids. Our Take 5 with RBC series continues, of course, with invaluable financial advice to help you plan for today and for your future. Thanks for dropping in today. I hope you'll have ears on me next week. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you've been listening to Go To Grandma. Enjoy your grand journey. Share your thoughts on this show with us. You can find Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Buckworth or email her, Kathy at KathyBuckworth.com. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.